We saw at the end of the paragraph, Dalid, at the end of Simon Dalid, uh, that the Rebbein will sometimes send complications into people's lives, impediments to the uh, Russia, to, to neutralize the Russia. That can sometimes be in accounting for suffering of the Russia um, to save people around. So continuing in that vein, we see over here, hey, v'ulam. Based on that idea that we just presented in Dalit, that there is a concept of the Russia suffering just to distract him, to tie him up, to keep him busy, preoccupied, so he shouldn't have too much time on his hands to hatch his, 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 his evil schemes. Based on that, another branch, another approach in understanding Yisurin also appears. Okay? And another branch. She had another branch. And remember, all the approaches are all valid. They're all equally uh, legitimate. And any time, at any given point in any person's life, any degree of suffering may be from any one of these approaches. So here's another approach that emerges based on the aforementioned principle. What's that? Ki oid adam First of all, it's conceivable that a person could be a tzaddik and still have sins that need to be dealt with and accounted for. Is that possible? Is it conceivable that someone can be a tzaddik and have Averis on his record? It is certainly conceivable. Not only is it conceivable, it's reality. There's no such thing as a tzaddik that doesn't have any sins on the record. Okay? Everyone has things that they have to clear up. Even if we'll make, we'll, make, we'll make him all the more so a Bainani. Someone who is uh, an average Yid. Shalko Bamaisov. Someone, there's a chair for you right here. Here is a chair for you. Here's a chair. Lord, we can make him somebody average. Shalko Bamaisov. Someone who is balanced. Not balanced, I'm sorry. Someone who is like there in the middle. He's not a Tzaddik, he's not a Rasha. He's 50 50. A 50-50 guy. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, sometimes he's really good, sometimes he's really bad. Now, any of the aforementioned people, the tzaddik, who has Averis on his record, Averis on his plate, things that have to be dealt with, or the Benani, certainly the Benani, who um, is unpredictable, and can, from one day to the next, sometimes he'll have a great day, sometimes he'll have a rotten day, the Rebbein will sometimes decree upon these people and see it fit. To give them a push. A push and an encouragement for them to do tshuva. Try to encourage them to do tshuva. To mend their ways. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees appropriate and sees fit and is interested in giving them an, an inducement and an encouragement, a push to do tshuva, you know what Hashem will do sometimes? Send some suffering their way. Make life a little bit difficult. Send some adversity, adversity for them to do tshuva. And why is adversity going to get them to do tshuva? Suffering, impediments, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You want me to do tshuva? Give me the good life. Give me everything that I want. Give me bracha. You want something from me? Let, let, let me get something from you. Why, what does that mean? Hashem wants me to do tshuva. 
See, he's going to send some suffering my way. So the Ramchal is very clear about how this works. For me to pay attention to the suffering, to pick up on the suffering, and to do a little bit of introspection, and figure out what Hashem's trying to tell me, what the message is over here. In other words, in other words, it's not that Hashem is saying, I want something from you, buddy. I want shuva. So, here, accept this gift from me. This, um, this, uh, uh, you know, letter bomb, right? This exploding package. It's going to blow up in your face when you open it up, right? Because um, I want you to do shuva. That's not the idea over here. The idea is, Hashem is sending a degree of yisurin, of suffering, of of difficulties in life as a wake-up call. A wake-up call. Yefashvich Maisov. Yairuhu. Hashem is sending this. Shiyaz Kadesh Shiyazim Alibai for a person to pay attention to it. So, a few things. A few things. So, first of all, Ramchal has a few more lines over here. Only, not even halfway through this paragraph. He's going to develop this yet further. He's going to develop this idea further and and, and, and tell us the Mahalachadvarm, how this works exactly, that uh, this is um, fitting... How, 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 how the system works over here, why Hashem will do this, and when Hashem will do this, and how these Yisurin um, are, are going to be understood vis-a-vis other types of Yisurin. But before we get, even see the, the Ramchal elaborate on this, we have immediately another now type of Yisurin. And we're collecting different degrees of Yisurin, collecting different approaches, different uh, reasons why Rebbein Shem will meet out Yisurin. So now we have a brand new one. So there, there's something called um, yes, <clears throat> we saw Yisurin, the baseline of Yisurin is there because perhaps that is a person's tafkin in life that's what he has to deal with we saw another type of Yisurin that sometimes can be mita kenegamit Hashem is, is, reciprocates a person's neglect Hakash Baruch Hu. a person doesn't use his Bechir properly I'm going to make it more difficult for you to use a Bechir but we have Yisurin over here which is a device a means to an end an alarm clock, a a a a uh, wake up call, a shot in the arm. Yisurin that are there to induce and encourage a person to do tshuva. And the point of these yisurin, as the Ramchal very clearly and succinctly puts it, is a person is meant to. Take a step back, ask himself, why am I suffering? Why is this happening to me? And he is charged with connecting the dots and asking himself, you know, why are things not working out for me? Why are things being so difficult? Why is life suddenly getting so complicated and I'm finding obstacle upon obstacle, impediment upon impediment, and, 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 and just I'm finding myself not where I want to be. I'm finding things not working out the way I want them to work out. Says Amrachal, sometimes... That's happening in order for a person to say to himself, maybe something is off. Maybe I need to fix something. Maybe I need to mend something. And maybe this is a lesson, a message from Shemayim. And I'm supposed to take that message to heart. So let me make a cheshvah nefesh. Let me make a cheshvah nefesh. Let me stop and do some introspection <clears throat> and try to figure out what's going on. That being said, that being said, so we can work backwards now and... Um, answer a question which was not yet asked, but that, that we can now ask. 
The Ramchal is telling us this is going to be Yisurin type, whatever we want to call it. The fourth example of Yisurin, which is there as a wake-up call for me to say, hey, you know, why are things getting hot under the seat, hot under the collar? Maybe I'm doing something wrong, and I stop and I figure that out and, I, and, and make that tikkun. Now the Ramchal said, who, does, who is the Rebbeinah Shalaylam going to send these Yisurin to? He's sending these Yisurin, either the Tzaddik, who has Averis on his record, or the Benani, the Benani, who um, is even, you know, not even as high as the Tzaddik is, but is, you know, can, can, can shift back and forth. He'll have good days and he'll have bad days, he'll have bad days and he'll have good days. It's clear that the Rebbein Shalom wants these two people to do tshuva. He wants the Tzaddik to do tshuva. He wants the Benani to do tshuva. Therefore, he sends them Yisurim as a wake-up call to get them to stop, connect the dots, smell the coffee, and figure out what the coffee is missing. Why does Hashem not send this to the Russia? It's clear in the Ramchal that the Russia doesn't get these types of Yisurim. Only the Tzaddik and the Benani. The Tzaddik will, get, will suffer in order to induce him, to give him a wake-up call um, to mend his ways. And the Benani will as well. The Ramchal leaves out the Russia. He doesn't say that Hashem will also send these Yisurim to the Russia to get the Russia to do tshuva, to encourage the Russia to do tshuva to induce the rush to do tshuva. That, that's very conspicuous due to his absence. We just read this in the opening lines here. It says the Ramchal, You can be a tzaddik that has avers, or a benani, that, that, you know, is inconsistent, that flips both ways. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Hashem will send them sometimes suffering in order to encourage and induce them to do tshuva. What about the Russia? We don't want the Russia to do tshuva. We say, right? Hashem doesn't want anyone to die, even the Rosh Hashem wants everyone to do tshuva. So why is Hashem not send this to the Rosh Arthur hit it on the head. Arthur, you're right. Good for you, Arthur. And that's what Arthur gets for coming on time today. Good for you. It's good for you. Um, you know, it was banned to come back your way, right? That, 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 that line. Anyway, Arthur is exactly right. Why do we not send this to the Russia? Because it's not going to work. not going to help. We send these types of serum for people that really want to do the right thing and really are interested in doing the right thing and really, with the right clarity, they're there. They're there. They're going to do it. Just the problem is they're in a little bit of a slumber. They're in a little bit of, of ignorance, maybe even. They don't realize, you know, what, what, what's going on. They don't realize what kind of habits they've picked up. They don't realize what kind of patterns they've developed, lifestyles that, that, that have accumulated. And, and that can happen to, 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 to any of us, anyone that's you know, a good guy. You can just you know, get into a good pattern. You can do a bad pattern. Good schedule, a bad schedule. Good habits, bad habits. And these things happen. They creep up on us um, and, 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 and they infiltrate their way into our daily running of things without us even being aware. And we can be drifting and accumulating Averis without really being cognizant of it. The Rebbein Shem doesn't want that. He wants us to be able to do tshuva. And he knows that we want to do tshuva also. So he sends us a certain amount of suffering as that wake-up call for us to get this message and stop and ask ourselves, wait, 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 wait. why is this not working out? Why this keeps, this keeps you know, ending in... In, 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 in disaster for me. This keeps, you know, um, getting in the way over here. This is not going the way I wanted to. Let me take a step back and examine myself. And when I, the, 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 the tzaddik, the benini do that, they will get the lesson, they will take it to heart, and they will talk them in their ways. The rasha is the guy for whom this is not going to work. 
The Rosh is already someone who's misyatzav al derech loytoiv. These little impediments from Shemaim are not going to induce him to change his ways because the definition of a Rosh is someone who is really more or less abandoned God. It, it, it's, it's, it's already an ideology. You don't care. Exactly, doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's an ideology. So even if he starts to suffer, he doesn't take a step back and say, why am I suffering? Why am I suffering? There's no immediate dots for him to connect because those dots have been, have been, have been uh, thrown overboard a long time ago. The Tzaddik and the Benini have those dots to connect. The Tzaddik really wants to do the right thing. He just doesn't, he's not aware sometimes even, just like, you know, of bad patterns, bad behaviorisms, bad things that he's picked up. The Benini as well, like we said, what's the Benini? He has good days and he has bad days. That's who the Benini is. So he has those dots there as well on his good days and he'll be able to connect them. He still has not sunk to the level of the Russia. The Russia is someone that currently is not in a state of being able to have that awareness and cognizance. He's left that behind a long time ago. He's not someone that gets these Yasurin. These Yasurin are there to bring out what a person already has. Now, is that not to say that, that, that um, a Russia, if we make the Russia suffer enough, does it mean that it isn't possible? Is it inconceivable that the Russia will turn his life around if he suffers a lot? Certainly not inconceivable. Certainly not impossible. Take a guy who's a Russia, as Arthur's saying. The Russia's the guy who's given up on God. He doesn't care about God anymore. He knows he's doing the wrong thing, but he's, he's, he's developed an ideology that justifies it. He doesn't really care. So he doesn't have those dots to connect to why is God doing this. I mean, no, I, I, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm good, I'm good with that. It's certainly conceivable, though, that if the Russia suffers enough, that he still will be able to take a step back and say, well, why, you know, maybe I shouldn't be a Russia anymore. A Russia is not beyond hope. Russia is not incorrigible. Russia is not someone that can't change. Everyone can change. So how come still? Let's ask that question. Because he left those dots behind. He's not someone. He's not someone like the Tzaddik the Benedi that really already st- that still has that in potential and still really wants to improve and just needs a little bit of reminder. Shake up. He, he's not there for sure. Not. He's way worse than that. Way way below that and and way beyond that. Um, he doesn't even have that in potential. But certainly. It's very, very passable, very conceivable that we make the Russia suffer enough, he will, he will decide, you know, it's just not worth it, not worth being a Russia, I'm going to change my ways. So why not send the Russia these Yisurin also? Why not send the Russia punishments to get him to change his ways as well? The answer is, he doesn't deserve it. It's a mm. scary thing. He doesn't deserve it. Very scary thing, chilling, if, frightening. If the Russia decides by himself, so now what they need now. He's got to do it by himself. He's got to do it by himself. Or other people have to try to help him. But as, as far as like the, the wake-up call, the shot in the arm, the Russia has abandoned God. And it's very similar to what we had the other day. That you can have a meter, can have a meter. A person neglects his Bechira, his Bechira can also be neglected. Hashem will make it harder for him. The same thing over here. What's a Russia? Russia is the guy who's abandoned God. Russia's the guy who's turned his back on the Rebbein Shem. And he, he's good with that. He's good with that. That's what a Russia is. is. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not, with, not, with not keeping Shabbos. I'm okay with not keeping kosher. I'm okay with that. Again, let's be very care- clear. A Russia is not the same thing as a Tinoch Shanishba. Someone that, that was raised in ignorance was never, never called a Russia. Someone that was influenced by others. Someone that was brought up in a communist regime. Uh, a, 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 a country where the, the, uh, he was brainwashed, he'd be brainwashed by the, you know, the Stalinist ideas in Russia. Sure, that's not a Russia. 
We're talking about someone that knows better. There are very few Rishoyim out there. Rasha is someone that knows better. He's, he's abandoned God. That Rasha doesn't get wake up he calls, doesn't get wake up Yisrael anymore. And that's, again, Amida Kenegad Amida. That's implicit here in the Ramchal. Scary, frightening, chilling idea. But sometimes Hashem will say, listen, you know, you turned your back on me. I'm not going out of my way to wake you up anymore. I'm not going out of my way. How many times? No, <laughs> I have to be very careful about this analogy. We, there's no, you know, we're not branding anyone as a Russia. We're not Rishayim. Our kids aren't Rishayim either. But, but there are, you know, there are limits to what a parent's going to do. How many times is a parent willing to go wake up his kid for shachris? How many times? I don't know. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a point that you say, I woke him up enough. Listen, how many times am I supposed to wake him up? He knows Mount Kriyashima is coming. He knows Mount Tefillah is coming. He knows that there's only two minyanim in town for shachris. How many times is it supposed to wake him up? I gave you wake-up calls. I tried getting you out of bed. From this point and on, you know, Shabbat Shalom. I did what I came to, you know, you're not displaying a disinterest. Okay, so I'm also done. I'm also done. Again, don't take that analogy too far. We're not saying the kid that, gets, that doesn't get out of bed in the morning for Shachar is a Russia. We're not saying that. We're not saying that, okay? But the idea is the same idea that sometimes comes a point where a parent is exasperated and says, I did what I was capable of doing. You're showing me, you're really mamish not interested? I can't be more interested than you. That's why the Russia doesn't get wake up Yisurin. Because he's demonstrated to God that he's not interested in God. Hashem says, look, you want to do tshuva? Gesundheit, hey, you can do tshuva. I'm not going out of my way to encourage you to do tshuva because a relationship has to be two-sided. Any relationship has to be two-sided. And you can't have a marriage <clears throat> where the husband wants to have a relationship with the wife, but the wife doesn't care about the husband, or vice versa. The wife is really just the husband. The husband doesn't care about the wife. Not a relationship. That's not a marriage. It has to be bilateral. With us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's the same thing. It's a relationship. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know, I'm willing to invest, I'm willing to encourage, but there comes a point that it has to be a yachas, it has to be a relationship. If you just really don't care about me, you become a Russia, I, I can't care more about you than you care about me. So the Russia does not get wake up Yisur. Even though they might work, they might do something for him, he doesn't get them. He doesn't get them. Who gets them? The people that are still within that realm of, of hope. The people that still have in potential on the back burner that relationship with Hashem and their eyes just need to be opened a little bit for them to connect the dots. But those dots are still schlepping around in, in the bag of dots. They still have the bag of dots. They just need to connect them. The Rasha is taking the bag of dots and he emptied it out. And he's filled it up with, with bad things. Things that Rishoyim like to put in bags instead of dots. Okay, let's go on. Ram has a few other very interesting thoughts to share with us in Yisurin Type 4 over here. Wake up, Yisurin. This suffering, these impediments and obstacles that a tzaddik will find himself dealing with, or a benani, in order to encourage him to do tshuva, to get him to stop and, and, and ask himself, what's the lesson? What's the limud? What's the message? Why is God doing this to me? Why are things not working out for me? Those, says the Ramchal, have to be distinguished and differenti differentiated from the Yisurin that are there for atonement, atonement Yisurin, which we had um, much earlier in the Sefer. Um, we we um, had, towards the end of Chelek Aleph, the Eilam remembers, that um, 
we want everyone to get into Eilam Haba, including the Tzaddik. The Tzaddik is 95% mitzvah, 5% Averis. You can't go into Eilam Haba with 5% Averis. Because that, that, that makes you in opposition to God. So the Tzaddik, his 5% Averis have to get burnt off over here in this world. So the Tzaddik will sometimes suffer in this world um, to burn off his Averis, right? So I'm saying, wake up, Yisun, wake up suffering is not the same thing as atonement suffering. And not the same thing. In quality and quantity. When the Yisurin, the suffering that the Tzaddik suffers in this world is there to burn off his Averis, it's going to be more intense, it's going to be more difficult, and the level of suffering is going to be higher. What we're talking about over here, the suffering that's there to get him to wake up and stop, is meant to, we'll see something amazing, meant to allow him to avoid atonement suffering. There's atonement suffering and awareness suffering. This is just to get him to awareness to avoid the need for atonement suffering. Let's see. This is not atonement suffering that we had earlier in the Sefer. Their goal is to burn off and, and, and finish off the Averis of the Tzaddik in this world so he can get to the next world squeaky clean. That's not what we're talking about over here. These are awareness suffering, not atonement suffering, to get the guy to wake up. To get him to stop in his tracks and say, what do I need to change in my life right now? To get him to do tshuva. That being said, the Ramchal has a question that has to be answered now. And that question is, why? Why, why, why is HaKadosh Baruch going through the trouble of, of giving him awareness suffering to do tshuva to avoid atonement suffering? I mean, look, the tzaddik is a tzaddik. He's destined for Adam Haba. And we don't want him going into Adam Haba with Averis. So just send suffering to burn off the Averis. Why do we need a new type of Yisurin, a new type of suffering, to say, we'll give you a little bit of suffering now, you know, a little bit of suffering to get you to wake up to the fact that you have to make an atonement. So you do the atonement on your own so we don't have to send you atonement suffering. Why do we need this extra step? We've already set up the system in a way out of God's compassion for his, for his creations that the tzaddik has a way to get into the haba clean and pure. That's through suffering this world to burn off Yisurin. So let's just stay with that. Why do you need like the warm-up suffering to prevent the greater the, the, the suffering of atonement? Why, why is that necessary? Let's just be happy with the atonement suffering. So this is the question that Ramchal needs to address. So some of us may be thinking, well, because, you know, again, give him the choice. That's a, again, Hashem's compassion to, to let the tzaddik take care of it on his own as opposed to Hashem taking care of it as opposed to through suffering. So it, it, that's a, the, the beginning, but it goes way beyond that. It's much deeper than that. Let's see. Ki ulam. It's true that punishments are there of suffering to clean to, to clean the person to purify him and to to clear the record comes when there's a lack of tshuva. So again, the Ramchal is bothered by. So just keep the guy in the state where he's not doing tshuva. Send him the suffering. You'll 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 balance the books to clear his record, uh, and now he can go and tell him how about why do we have to give him a little bit first to wake him up to let him do it on his own. Because that's that's always a bidiyavid. That's always a bidiyavid. For a person to have to suffer for his sins and not to be able to clear the record on his own is always non-ideal. It's never ideal. Never ideal. What's the ideal? Aval lufan of Yisbarach. The ideal is, the top level ideal is shuloyech to'odam. The best thing is, don't sin at all. That's really what the Rebbein wants. Don't do averis. You should always do the right thing. 
What's the next ideal beyond that? No, let's say you did the wrong thing. If you sinned, do tshuva. That's the next best thing. You do tshuva. You do tshuva. Listen, if you sinned, which we didn't really want, and you didn't do tshuva, which we also didn't really want, we wanted you to do tshuva. So in order that you shouldn't perish, you should be able to get You will be cleansed and purified, rather, through, through suffering. So the Ramchal is making it clear that the reason why Hashem will send wake-up Yisurin and awareness suffering, and as opposed to just sending you immediately atonement suffering, is because he'd rather you do it on his own. That's the next best thing. The best thing is don't, do, don't, don't sin. The next best thing is you take care of it. You clean up the mess. You do tshuva. And if you don't do that, okay, so we'll clean it up for you, but that's, that's going to come at a price. That's going to be painful. That's going to be difficult. You're going to have to go to timeout. You're going to have to go to the corner. You're going to have to lose privileges. Best thing is, don't steal that, that jar of cookies. Next best thing, if you stole, give it back. But if you didn't, if you stole it and you didn't give it back, you ate up all the cookies. So now, again, you're going to have to lose privileges. You're going to have to be punished. We want to avoid that at all costs. We don't have to punish you. We want you to take care of it on your own. The beautiful Gemara in Sukkah, towards the end of Sukkah, says, Ashrei Misho Leichata, fortunately the person hasn't sinned. It never is, has, has, which is, has never sinned. It's none of us, right? But Ashri Misha Leichata, Umisha Chata, someone who has sinned, Yashuviyim Chaloi, let him do tshuva and he'll get forgiven. That's the next best thing. Yashuviyim Chaloi, let him come and do tshuva and we're waiting for his tshuva. Since it's always better for the person to do tshuva than for us to have to punish him, that's why there's a special new type of suffering called awareness suffering, wake-up suffering, to get you to connect the dots. Because you open up the dot bag and say, whoa, look at all these dots over here. Look at I was doing this wrong and that wrong and the other thing wrong. I can connect the dots. If a person doesn't get the point, doesn't wake up, doesn't get the message, doesn't smell the coffee until what? It's been burnt into a featureless, unrecognizable, charred lump at the bottom of that carafe. He doesn't get the point, doesn't get the message. Then we're going to have to send him to timeout. Then we're going to have to punish him. Then he's going to have to have atonement suffering because the awareness suffering didn't work. Regarding this, Elihu, who was one of the comrades of Eov, one of the comrades of Eov, told Eov, they open up their ears when they suffer. And they say, um, let me now return. Let me shuvin may oven. Let me return from my iniquity. Period. Okay, that's a beautiful paragraph, a beautiful idea. So fundamental, so fundamental for us for life, understanding life, understanding why other people suffer, why we sometimes suffer. Wake up suffering, awareness suffering. Before we conclude for today, though, we just have to return to that final idea that Ramchal said, which is there's a series of ideals. The best thing is Ashim Mishalaychata. Fortunately, the person has never sinned. Umishachata, the next level down, Yashuv Yimcholai, let him do tshuva. Let him do tshuva. Let him do tshuva. The final level, the worst thing, the, 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 the least ideal is when we have to punish you. Why is that? It stands nice, definitely makes sense that it's better for me to have the chance to do tshuva than getting sent to time out. But is that just because it's less painful? It's less unpleasant. It's more unpleasant to get punished. It's 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 it's, it's more. It's, it's less painful. It's, it's all about the pain. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that. Wake up call. 
Yeah, but again, why is it better for God to send me the wake-up call and try to let me take care of it on my own than getting punished? Either way, it's going to translate into me being able to get into Elam Haba. This is what I did on my own, or Hashem did it through being sent to time out. So what's the... This is what we have to wrap up with this exploration. What's the depth over here of this idea that it's always better for me to do tshuva that through getting the point, getting the message of the awareness suffering rather than not getting the message, not getting the point, not getting anything that's not having to deal with the tone and suffering. Certainly one is more painful and one is less painful, one is more pleasant, one is less pleasant, but it goes beyond that. Two, two steps, two ideas that go beyond that. First of all, it does show up in Olam Haba. It makes a difference in my Olam Haba. It does make a difference. When a person has Averis on his record and he takes care of those Averis on his own and he does tshuva and he makes an atonement on his own, what? He's clean. He's clean. And he, <coughs> on his own, has now transformed all those Averis to mitzvahs, Chazal tells. He has not only cleaned himself, but he has now earned Olam Haba by cleaning himself because he did it on his own. He got the point on his own. And through his own devices, he does tshuva. That tshuva process becomes more Olam Haba because the tshuva process, Olam Haba is a function of closest Hashem. I decided to do this on my own. I, on my own, reached out to become close to Hashem. The tshuva process itself can create more oilam haba. Doing tshuva is a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to do tshuva. He became closer to Hashem through the tshuva process. In fact, some people get so excited about this concept that tshuva brings you closer to Hashem and tshuva can, can create more Olam Haba, that they go out of their way to do lots and lots of Aveiras so that they should be able to do a lot of Shuvah. No, no one really does it. You, don't, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You're not supposed to do that. That's Echta Ashuv. You're not supposed to do that. But it happens to be, it happens to be that when you do it on your own, you're getting more Olam Haba. Amazing. If the Rebbe sends you the suffering to atone, so your Olam Haba has been, has, is, 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 is not going to be at the same level. That's the first reason why a lot of the ideas for me to do it on my own. But there's something beyond that as well. That's, um, something beyond that as well. Another reason why a person should always try to do tshuva on their own, as opposed to, as opposed to it being imposed upon me, and that has to do with the fundamentals of the Bria, the fabric of the universe itself. Why it's always better for me to do it. But such a huge, unbelievably fundamental idea that we will save that idea for tomorrow. Okay, so thank you all for joining today, Rabbi Yisai. That's a shine spate. We'll conclude for today. Everyone should have a wonderful today. We'll, we'll resume and continue tomorrow. Cliffhanger.